Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. This week's episode is brought to you by, and here's the thing, and here's the thing, a memoir by me, available nowhere because I'm not actually going to write it. And here's the thing, just listen to this podcast because I say that a lot. My name is Jason. Hey, it's KJ and welcome to episode 91. That's right, we have done this podcast 91 times. And speaking of things related to Chicago, we review where in the world is KJ this week, or where in the world was KJ this week, or where in the world was I this week. Anyway, we also talk about the 4th of July holiday, fireworks, and Coca-Cola during our week in review. And then we'll take another quiz, Quiz 9. We'll wrap it all up with feedback. All that, plus several conversational tangents. In a week, week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So what's up this week? Besides me having a cold, again. Good is up this week. I don't have a cold, so that's one thing. Okay. <laughs> I am. That's I'm good, home. Yeah. I'm home. I got home late last night, and uh, happy to report I'm talking to you not from the road, but from mm-hmm. inside my house in the podcast room. Mm. The podcast studio. The podcast studio. In wing A of yeah. your 40-acre estate. Yeah. Just Coming off, to you live just from off, the podcast studio. Just off the garage from where the John Deere tractor is. Yeah, the first garage or the second garage? Like the freestanding garage or the attached garage? Oh, the attached. Okay. You still have the, like the barn and the, you know. Yes. Yeah. Still have barn available for storage if anyone would, wants to rent a storage space. The summer cottage. Yeah. Okay. So I, um, you know, I felt like I was not here the entire month of June. Because so, you weren't, <laughs> well, practically. I, we counted, the Hall of Famer and I decided to sit down and count how many days we were actually here. And we, Was it zero? We know actually much more than we thought. And we, we only counted the nights that we spent here. Mm-hmm. So that was, we were only home for 14 days in June. So that was oh, more that's than actually, I thought. Yeah, that's actually much more than I thought. Mm-hmm. But so still, what's though, that, 16 gone, days gone? You say 60? 16. I'm no good at math, but I think I got that. There are 30 days in June. 14 I love how plus 16. I know good at math. Oh, I said I'm, but, you know, maybe. maybe okay, it came across, across as yeah. I, and I was like, you have to be doing that on purpose. No, I, sh- I should have, maybe. Me no good at math, but me good at speaking. Exactly. Um, so it's, it's a holiday week. What did you do for the 4th, for Independence Day? What do you mean, what did I do? I did nothing. Well, I stayed in my house and wished that people that lived in my neighborhood would stop shooting off fireworks at midnight, is what I did. I had the same thing here last night. Gosh, and I feel me. like I'm such an old curmudgeon, but I can't stand it when they I can't stand keep it lighting those things off past like 10 o'clock. Yeah, it, and it, it's like five hours of it. It starts at like 7 p.m. and goes until like midnight. Yeah. And then it's really like five days of it because they started like three or four days ago, like before the 4th. 
Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. save it all. I don't understand it. I, just I don't, don't either. I think we talked about this last fourth that we, you and I both are not fans of Probably. fireworks. And but, I'm not fans of holidays in general. I know. But I've wondered if you did something anyway for, you know, our nation's birthday. Yeah, I did everything that I do every normal regular day because okay. <laughs> every day is important. There's no That's one right. day that should be valued over any other day. Um, You know what I heard, which I, I don't know really how I feel about this, but did you hear that in some parts of the country where it's too dry to shoot off fireworks, they're using drones to replace yeah, them? I saw the headline for that. I didn't actually read the article, but I'm going to pretend like I did. So, yeah, I read an article about that, and it seemed ridiculous to me. Well, my immediate thought was that is good for pets, especially, you know, like Emmy is very fear- yeah, yeah, fearful of noises. But the but it it's bad for fireworks. I mean, fire, yeah. I you know, you and I both don't fireworks. like fireworks, but... The point of fireworks to me are two things, that they do make those noises, that it's not just yes. lights, and Correct. that, that you know, you, it's it's some sort of chemistry involved, isn't it? Chemistry is cool. Well, yeah, chemistry is cool. I was actually going to say there's some sort of danger involved. Uh, yeah, I don't really I mean, that, think about it that way. but Well, it's a reason why I think people are drawn to this. I think part of it is the excitement of the danger. Yeah, you're right. Within, and it's, it's, you know, as far as danger goes, it's relatively very safe. If you do it but, right. Some people well, yeah, are, well, <laughs> I was going to say some people are morons about fireworks, but I don't think I need the last two words. <laughs> no. <laughs> and and those people and fireworks should not be together. Yeah, correct. Correct. But so yeah, it, the thing that I saw about that that made me go, are you kidding me? Is that there was the writer, the person who wrote this article, I, I read like the first couple sentences, so I... I actually read That's more than enough. the headline, just not the full article. Yeah, because I mean, if you can't sum it up in the first sentence, which your entire article is about, you're a terrible writer. I mean, in that in that well known throughout writerdom. At least you read it. I only saw it on TV. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you're one of those people, the TV news people, huh? That's right. I, I guess I, I am an means. old curmudgeon. <laughs> yeah. Are you watching the local news at like 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. so you can? After you get the early bird special at four thirty. Yes, yes, and and then in bed by nine and complaining about ten p.m. fireworks. There you go, perfect. <laughs> so I was this the thing that struck me about this article that I sort of halfway read was that the person writing it was complaining that drones are not good replacements for fireworks because fireworks are about independence and about freedom and a little bit of danger and you know you you know you're you're riding that edge of safety and it's the drones are automated and they're not independent and it's a they they were like using it as an extension of authoritarianism in our country yeah to say that using the drones is that's that's playing into the trump hand and i'm like are you crazy yeah that seems this is too far that's going a little this is this is this is why this is why people who are in the middle, are yelling at both sides sometimes. Because one side deserves to be yelled at because they're doing stupid stuff, mainly the far right. Uh The other side, I want to say, look, you don't have to make up or, you know, get into this complex math in order to figure out things to complain about that the far right is doing. Just (laughs) say the truth. Just flat out, this is is what happened. And the people who are sane and are thinking – critically about stuff will go yeah that's crazy 
you don't have to make all this convoluted stuff and like it doesn't have to be put on your tinfoil hat, get the conspiracy theories out in order to get people on your side. Just say, <laughs> this is what came out of their mouth. And people who are smart will go, wow, okay, that's, right, that's, right, we got to yeah. do something about that. Well, you don't need to, con- you don't need to some way connect authoritarianism to using drones instead of fireworks. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. Um, you know, what I said earlier, I'm st- I stick stand by. I'm not I'm not pro or anti fireworks. I mean, I don't really care mm. about them, but I think they're pretty. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of cool, but I don't drive anywhere to go see them. I don't stand in lines. I don't get with yeah. a bunch of people on a blanket and look at them. I have done that. I went once with my brother and his wife um before they had kids, so it's been at least six, seven years, to the Nashville fireworks, what apparently are one of the best in the country. They were cool, yeah. but I didn't need to see them again. Yeah, before you got old, is what you're before saying. Before I got old, but I don't want... I, drone, drones, no, no, no. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I'm not anti or pro-firework. Me either. I am anti-fireworks in the street in front of my house <laughs> yes. at midnight... For three days in a row, I am anti that 100%. I'm anti-amateur firework, I guess I should say. Yeah. Unless it's a sparkler, go to an actual firework show where professionals have set, well, at least we think our professionals have set this up. They're being paid to do it, so uh-huh, they're professionals, yeah. whether they know what they're doing or not. And, you know, let them handle it. Don't the- be shooting off bottle rockets in front of my house. Uh-huh. Yep. The main reason that I'm anti-fireworks over the last few years is that it's it terrifies the terrier. Mm. And so she mm-hmm. just sits there and shakes for the entire time and and then, you yeah, know, it's, it's not it's not fun for anybody. Yeah, I saw some people posting on Twitter about, you know, their dogs getting freaked out by it and it's just like come on. Quit. I'm not coming I'm not going to the fireworks show and saying, you guys need to settle down. Quit coming to my house with the fireworks right. and launching them yeah. over, my, over my roof. I mean, it's, there's a, there's a, needs to be a buffer there. And every year with the poor dogs, one of them runs away and gets lost and, because no one has them on a leash. Your so, dogs? Not my dogs, but somewhere some some dog oh, is a dog. lost because yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. he ran away because the owner didn't know or didn't think about putting a leash on the dog so yeah. anyway obviously i'm i'm canine canine biased today with my talk about fireworks but you is know this where sarah mclaughlin starts playing and singing <laughs> no we're not gonna go that far <laughs> okay yeah that's that's too far yes i am i am pro animal that's too far <laughs> well pet yeah that commercial I saw another one recently that was similar that had a different song, but it was like, come on. It's, it's the exact same thing. It's show animals and tell people, hey, we need people to take care of these animals. And people who are reasonable would be like, oh, I, I need to do that. You don't need to do the over, the way overboard, sappy, I'm playing this song underneath and I'm tugging at your heartstrings. Yeah. You don't need to do that to get people on your side. It's be nice to animals. That's... Yeah. That's Tug- enough. Tugging at your heartstrings to the point of a guilt trip, almost. Yes. <laughs> it, it's a 100% guilt trip. It's terrible. Yeah. I don't, don't do, do well that. with guilt trips. Okay? I don't either. I don't either. Most uh, people don't. So you didn't do anything for the fourth. I was at my house. I was but not. Yet, I didn't do anything. Oh, until late do? last night. Well, um, we always... If you say you went to see fireworks. No. No, we all, I did see fireworks as I was driving home, but not on purpose. 
Oh, okay. um, accidental fireworks. Yeah. Well, the Hall of Famer's birthday is the July 3rd. So we always, mm. we, and it's not just the Hall of Famer's birthday. It is a, her sister, her half-sister also mm-hmm. shares that birthday. And her son, so the Hall of Famer's nephew, all three are July 3rd. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So, and then. So wait a minute. She's, her son was born on her birthday, in other words. That's right. Yes. That's, that's really cool. That's, yeah. All three it's of gotta them. It's got to be unusual. Yeah. Their dad, the Hall of Famer and her sister, is on the 5th. So and theirs is on the 3rd. So, yeah. so we yeah. celebrate. We, we all get and together. And America is on the 4th. Right. America. So, so many birthdays. So we're up, we went up north. I use that in air quotes because up north is what Minnesotans say. Canada? Anywhere up, anywhere <laughs> north of the Twin Cities when they go up. They, sometimes they'll say up to the lake or up to mm-hmm. the cabin. The lake is any lake. There's no specific <laughs> lake. That was my next question. Yeah. So we, we were at a, we re-rented a picnic shelter and uh, some of us went out on the boat and we, we played a little bocce ball. The uh, safety head of excellence was there. Um, I saw. We, we had it. We had a great time. Wow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad, you know, to see this extension of Minnesota nice where everybody can share timeshare on a cabin. Everybody <laughs> in the state of Minnesota can timeshare on a single going up to the cabin. It, it, you know, year. that's, we just, we you really get like love 30 each seconds other. in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Up to the cabin or the lake or the lake or the cabin. Same place. Right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so that's what we did. And, but previous to that, we went to Chicago, which I'm sure you're aware of because I think you saw pictures of that hat traveling all over Chicago. Yes. I'm aware of golf. Chicago as a city. Yes. Chicago as a city was so hot. I mean, we did a lot of things, but the, the, aside from Hamilton, which mm-hmm. was the highlight for all three of us that went. Yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. It, I'm not, look, I don't have anything profound to say about Hamilton other than it's phenomenal and it absolutely lives up to the hype. Cool. It's everything we thought it would be and more. But I do have to give Jolene Wojcik a shout out for giving us tips on the, the exact seats that, that she bought when she went to Chicago. We were yep. way up front. We were so close. We could see um, them spitting while they were rapping, singing. We could see their sweat. Now, <laughs> I don't know if that's considered appealing to people, but for us, it was really great to see them right up close. Well, it's cool to be that close. I wouldn't want to be spat upon. but No, we, didn't, we weren't or that spit close. spit on? Is it? Spat upon? I think you could on. use either one of those. Yeah, I think that might be one of those that's like in the 20th, early 20th century, it was spat upon. Spat upon. And now it's spit on. Spat upon sounds better to me. It definitely sounds fancier. Um, but we were on the far right of the stage. So there were times when we could not see the actors, but it was very, when they were on the right side of the stage, we couldn't see them. But for the most part, we saw everything up close. We were in the third row. Um, if you got any closer in the second and first row, the stage was too high for someone of my height to see Stature. over. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to use that word, but then I'm like, well, I'll just use height. Uh, <laughs> so it was great. and but You went to Hamilton. You can use fancy words thank now. Thank you. Two seats to our left was over $200 more per seat. What? Yeah. How was so, that possible? How because can get away you don't have an obstructed view there. So oh. You, so okay. Jolene said, well, you will have an obstructed view, but it's very briefly, and it's worth that. Disc, you know, because I'm not, we're not paying $200 more per seat. Mm-mm. 
Mm-mm. And so we went for it, and she not two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars more, more yes. in addition to yes. So anyway, she she nailed it, and we were, are thankful we bought cool. those seats. So it was fantastic. And I know when I know you, in particular, when someone says you got to see this, you got to see this, you don't want to. But I would say Hamilton is an exception. You would love this show. I really I, think so. I've listened to the soundtrack, and it's it's okay. Yes, but when you put it, I've listened to the, I listened I to the soundtrack before, but then you throw the actors on. It's really brilliant. It's really yeah. brilliant. So anyway, that was the highlight. But then the Cubs Twins game we went to, and that was so hot. It was 106 heat index. It was. You didn't just give me a chance miserable. to say how hot was it. <laughs> Actually, just... so hot that we saw some fire trucks out on uh, Michigan Avenue spraying spraying the bridges and we couldn't figure out why this was happening. So we got home and we learned that it was so hot that the um, metal was expanding and the bridges were stuck and could not open. Wow, that's hot. Yeah, so they were spraying hot. it down. Because apparently on, at 10 a.m. on Saturday in Chicago, all the bridges lift and sailboats or tall ships go through the river and it's a cool mm-hmm. sight. So we were down there wanting to see that. And it did never happen. Well, that's why, because the bridges were stuck down because it was so hot. That's pretty hot. Yeah, it was really hot. But we had a good time. So, yeah, I was in Chicago. This is how June went. Jingle Fest, home for a day, went to work. Chicago, home for a day, went to the lake. Home last night. That's a lot of traveling around. Yeah. July is much better for us. As far as staying at home goes? Correct. Yeah. yeah, okay. We do have some trips, of course, but nothing. I don't, I don't know if I'm going anywhere in July. I may go see my family in the middle of the month, but other than that, you know. Oh, like uh, where do you go to see your family? Uh, probably up in Virginia. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be my nice. Extended family. You know, not, you know, my wife and, you know, Jason's wife and Jason's kids, I, I go see them, you know, once every, a month. Every, oh, once a month. Yeah, okay. Once I, a month. I was thinking every day, but. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Oh, you know what? One more thing about heat. I, I have a real thought. Okay. I'm going to shove real thought right here. Um, have you or, or anyone listening ever experienced uh, this, I guess I call it a strange phenomenon where if it's really hot out, I, this happened to me in Chicago, so that's why I'm asking. When you get into a car that's been sitting in the hot sun for a long time, and you get in, and it's, it's just so, it's oppressively hot, but instead of immediately beginning to sweat, you get the chills? Um, I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for everyone listening. I yeah. mean, I could. Well, I, in fact, I'm going to. Go, go ahead. I'm going to speak for everyone here in the entire world, you know, past, present, future. Okay. Um, no. You have not had that happen to you? Mm-mm. Well, I would like to know if, from anyone else who's listening, if Jason's wrong <laughs> and you have experienced the chills when you get into a hot car, I'd be interesting to, interested to know that if it's not just me. Well, yes, I mean, that happens not, to me I'm all the wrong. time. I'm not wrong. It's never happened to me, so I'm not wrong. Yeah, but you're speaking for everyone in the whole world. That's what well, I mean. Well, you, you, you asked me to. I'm just doing my best. Yeah, I mean. yeah. <laughs> so, here's what the is thing. that all I, about? I don't know. Chills. I've had several times, have you had it happen where 
water, like you're running water in a sink or something, and it's so hot that it feels cold. I've had that happen before. I don't quite often think so. Yeah, like it's so hot, like you turn the hot water on, and you're like going to wash your hands, or you're going to like you know getting ready to take a bath or whatever, and you turn it on. This happened to me a lot, you know, when I was younger, and I took baths as a kid a whole lot instead of showers. Mm-hmm. Turn the water on and get it, you know, hot because as a kid you're an idiot. Or not an idiot. You just don't think. You just critically. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it up all the way. Yeah. And so you turn the hot water up, and then you put your hand in there, and it's so hot that it feels cold. I've had that happen to me before. Well, maybe that's along the same lines. There's some phenomenon, and it has probably has to do with the um, sympathetic nervous system, but I don't know. I get chills. I'm gonna in say a it has car. to do with physics. Physics. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I'm not gonna argue. I just know this. It happens to me. Science. Yeah. Anything? Uh, I had. Go I was ahead. just going to ask. Anything else happened this week with you? Um, I had one thing happen this week that I remember. It's that I remembered something that happened when we were at uh, in DC a couple weeks ago. Oh, uh, we ago? we knew that was going to happen where we would think. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah we've forgotten yeah. so yeah. much. What what, so, what was it? Yeah, it. I was reminded of it when I got something in the mail. Which so I will have to. I'll share the story. By saying that I am, um, full disclosure, I am a official shareholder in the Coca-Cola bottling company. So, okay. Okay. Then. Um, probably should have shared this many podcasts ago as probably. much as I talk about liking Coke. But, you know, I, you know it is what it well, is. Well, that's how marketing works, right? It's just yeah. a little, you know, a piece of... Or a- I just, you know, forgot that little piece <laughs> over the last couple of years that we've been recording this podcast. So, okay, so <laughs> it reminded me when I got shareholder. the... Yeah, when I got my dividend check in the mail um, recently, that when we were at Chatter and Kimberly, who's now on Twitter, so follow her yes. on Twitter. Um, she's probably following you if you listen to this, or if you're you were there and you met her and you know any if you and if you have any idea what we're talking about, she's probably following you on Twitter. <laughs> just look for her. she's recently followed both of us. I'm pretty sure. Um, but she, um, the first first day we were there when we went there to record the podcast. She's like, anything else I can get you? Because she was, you know, helping us when we were in there with Mark in the podcast studio. Yes. And I said, you know, it would be cool to have a Coke. Uh, and she's like, is Pepsi okay? <laughs> oh, Which no. is the one thing that drives me crazy. If you ask for a Coke, no Pepsi. And this is not her fault. Pepsi is never okay if you ask for a Coke. Because if you ask for a Coke... You will never drink. You, you're not a you're not a Pepsi drinker. If you like, yeah, I'd like a soda or a pop or you know whatever you want to call it, wherever re- region of the country you live yeah, in. Yeah, I don't know. Then it's okay. Some people will say Coke in the South, and they don't necessarily mean Coke. It's like soda or pop. Well, they need to get out of the South. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So you, I so would say that thing, most people who order Coke. I bet you most people order Coke and the waiter, waiter or waitress says, is Pepsi okay? We'll say, yeah, that's fine. Probably. But okay. that, I'm not most people no. as we've figured yeah. out. Yeah. But that is, that is the thing that I'm like, Plus you're no. a shareholder, so of course <laughs> oh, Yeah, of course. I, I'm, not, I'm legally, I think that legally obligates me to never drink Pepsi. Yes, again, Which absolutely. honestly, if that were true, that's fine by me. Yeah. So I was like, no. And I think Brad was standing there. Somebody was standing there when she said that. And I got this look on my face, not intentionally, that was like, oh, no. And I think it was Brad. He just cracked up. (laughs) And I just was like, no. I was like, look, it's not your fault. But no, that is not okay. 
And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, you, you don't, you, she does, cause she doesn't know all the backstory of all this. I think she right. actually listens now. So, hey, Kimberly. But hey, Kimberly. I don't think she listens. She doesn't know the, the history of Coke talk that we have on this podcast and the soul drinker and all that stuff. But when she was like apologizing to him, I'm like, no, no, it's, it's okay. I'll, I'll just, I'll drink. I'm stuck. I'm good with water. And she said, you know, we've actually tried to get Coke here, but they won't return our phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> Which and she said, I don't know. I'm not even sure that Tony knows that. And I'm like, Wow. Yeah. Too, so Coke is too good for chatter. Apparently, I'm assuming so. Which I mean, hey, I, which as as part of Coke officially now, myself, I um, yeah. I, I think we should try to remedy that because you know, chatter is a good place. Yes. And we like It'd Tony. Be even and we better like place if it had everybody Coke. that works there. Yeah, so we need to we need to we need to work on that. Maybe I'll work it from the inside angle. Well, yeah, you're you're part of Coke's official shareholder company. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I get a seat at the board meeting. I just you know I I can't bother to sp- no. spend my time traveling there for that. Yeah, you. But I will say, I opened up my check, and um, it said, "Here is your dividend for the entire first six months of the year." So it's like a half year thing. And okay. I, this is the first time I've gotten it. So I was like, wow, okay, I'm, uh, this is cool. Because I guess, I don't know why I didn't get it last year, but I got it this year. <laughs> it was a grand total of 30 cents. No, <laughs> oh, uh, no. Yeah, you really need to get Coke into chatter because yeah. that will help with the, the your dividends. Yeah, I got to increase my profits. My, 30 my cents for six months? Cents. <laughs> they wrote me a check for 30 since uh, well, at it least costs more than that, obligation. the paper that it's printed on costs more than that. <laughs> Mailing it certainly costs like two or three times that. And the amount of time that the person that had to do that and like type that in or whatever, it costs way more than that. Yeah, they should have PayPal'd you. It's ridiculous. Don't send me a check for 30 cents. I am not, I'm not cashing that. Do you get more than that from Spotify when people play your music when they listen to your songs. <laughs> it's funny that you asked that because you actually don't know this, but I actually went and looked this week to see, and I have a bunch of plays on like the streaming sites. That's awesome, <laughs> and it which is great. I mean, I, I love people that listen want to listen to my music, but so it has like number of plays, and it was like into the way up there. It was it was great. I don't remember exactly how much it was, but it, I was like, wow, it was like more than I expected. Which it was like way more than I expected, which is awesome. But that is out awesome. there next to it, it's got the dollar sign amount for the accounting to tell me it's zero point zero zero dollars because it wasn't enough to even amount to a cent. <laughs> so Coke's not doing too badly. No, so uh, you know it's you know technically it's three hundred times more. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean than zero, but because oh, it, it's no. like zero point zero 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 three cents per stream, so yeah, you have to get yeah. into like the tens of thousands before you get. That's and I mean, I had so a few thousand, crazy. which is awesome. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Insane. Yeah. But no wonder that the artists don't like Spotify or have to go on the road because they can't make money via Spotify. Yeah. And now, did you see this recently where more places, more like more record deals um, are covering like live performance royalties and stuff too? So like if you sign... Before, if you signed a record deal, and this is like 80s, 90s and before this, and even early 2000s, if you signed a record deal, they mainly got their profits from the sale of the CDs and stuff like that, or or whatever, uh-huh. MP3s, whatever, record albums, 8-tracks, cassettes. Now, and the artists kept like 100% of their 
profits from tr- touring, from concerts. So that's how they made their money. Now they're trying, they're putting it in. The, I don't know how long this has been happening, but I saw an article about this like a month or so ago. They are the record companies, which are hurting because people have realized what do I need you for if I'm already have a name for myself. I'm not going through you anymore. As soon as my contract's up, I'm not even dealing with you anymore, which is the smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. Or they're forming their own record companies yep. and treating their friends, you know, and the people that they know that are artists, they're bringing them in and promoting them, which is the way it should be in the first place. Right. I mean, because the internet opens it up and has a lot more platform, blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, but so the record companies that still exist are trying to write it in where they, and people who are coming in who don't have that already visibility that need the record company to promote them and pay radio stations to put their songs on and stuff like that, they're sticking them with contracts that say not only do we own or do we get most of the profits from your record sales, we get most of the profits from your tour as well and your merchandise, which oh, is crazy. No. And I'm like, these people are going to have like million selling albums, or which is super rare now, but they're like big, big time like charting songs and like tours – and people will uh-huh. be like, oh, this this person's rich and they're making like what they would be making, you know, you know, fifty thousand dollars a year. Because of after all the record companies and all the, the other executives take all the, the profits off the top, they don't they don't have much left. Why are they so letting they, them get only away with that? Because they don't have a choice. Ugh, that's just that's really disheartening. If you're working a, a minimum wage job or whatever and you're like or you're working a thirty thousand, forty thousand, fifty thousand dollars a year job. And which is, you know, yeah, not a bad job. Yeah. But if you're working that and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be a, you know, I have a chance to sign with this company because it's very minuscule. The percentage, the chance that you would ever, that they would ever pick you up and promote you and you'd ever get a hit and that stuff. It's it's a very, you know, very hard to get into. Right. Um, if you got that chance, you're going to take that and you're pretty much going to sign whatever. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Most I people. guess I was thinking more of already the, the already established artists. Oh, no, the established yeah. artists aren't signing this crap. They're right, not doing right. this. Okay. So, you know, before we end this opening segment, I would yes. tell people, you know, we need to get Jason more money than 0. 0.0003 <laughs> tenths of a cent. So go to Spotify. You can search what Jason Fuse or the Calm and the yeah. Crush and you can yeah. find his music. You can also buy it, which I get right. dollar actual dollars out of. Because you have CDs from your home that you will ship. Am I, am I right yeah. about that? Or yeah. also and you can go, Bandcamp? You can go to uh, CD Baby is where you can actually buy a CD and they will ship it to you. Somebody actually bought one from there, a physical copy this week, which I get like 7 $8 out of that. Oh, way better. Then, way better. Oh, yeah. And iTunes, I still get like 5 or $6 if you buy it digitally. Good. Maybe so, even more than that. So forget Spotify. Buy it, digi- buy it digitally <laughs> no, 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 on no, iTunes. No, 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 Don't forget Spotify. Just listen Spotify. to it. Listen to it. Just all listen right, to all it. Right. That's all I want. If you, if wherever you can listen to it, listen to it. I, if you take the time to listen to it, then if you like it and you're like, hey, I'd like to support this, then put your money behind yeah. it and go buy it. That okay. would be great, but you don't even have to do that. Just listen. I like the stuff to be listened to because you have a song out there now that is on SoundCloud, right? It's on SoundCloud, yes. So go listen to that. They can find it, search for your name on SoundCloud and, and get it right. Um, I think it's KJO is my SoundCloud. Okay. I well, might have to change that. We can put that in the show that. notes too. Yeah, we can put that in the show notes. And I'm also working with these idiots at, <laughs> myself included, the Diane Kruger <laughs> I was going to say, are you included in that? Oh, no, 100%. <laughs> <Okay>. I'm... <laughs> I'm often the lead idiot when it comes to idiocy in this stuff, um, but yeah, we're we're doing we're doing more songs. We got three up on SoundCloud now, which we'll put the link to that in there. It's Diane Kruger effect sound. So I don't know what it is, which but you can find us on Twitter too. And we both 
performed some of those song original songs at Jingle Fest, which we forgot yes, to mention last last week, which was really cool for me to see you guys perform and then to have you, you know, perform with me on my song it was great. Yeah, those are those are some of the that's that was some of the that section that live music section from beginning to end to me for me was probably the most fun on stage performing because it's more used it's more akin to what I'm used to doing and um in performing week to week so it's it was really it was really fun. Well, it was a little bit more uh I was probably a little bit more not not quite as laid back as you were cuz that's not what I'm <laughs> used to but it was a lot of fun. You did great though. You did really good. It was thank you. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we had minimal rehearsal and just jumped up there and we're like, I mean, we went through that like one time one and then time, got up there yeah. and, and you nailed it. So yeah. it was good. And yeah, was you never know with the sound system how it's going to work and it was good enough and it worked. So it was good. Yeah, so we can put those things in the show notes. Absolutely. And look for more original songs from you, I think, at some point. Yeah, I wrote one. I just haven't recorded it yet. And we'll work on that. And then the Dying Kruger Effect is doing an entire album. So awesome. I guess look out for that <laughs> and take that as you will. Watch <laughs> we'll out. Either watch out and avoid it or actually look to, to get that. So it uh, it's have, more stupidity coming. I have a feeling that quite a few people will be looking forward to it, not looking out. <laughs> well, same for your stuff. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, let's um, let's close this thirty-two minute segment and see what's next. Oh, there's more after this. Uh, maybe I don't know. Okay. <laughs> this is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should end what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you, it's a quiz. Yes, we do have a quiz. So, do you remember when Bob Walsh, Quizmaster, Question Love, last, not last week, when we were at Chatter, said the quiz that he wrote for us, that we took at Chatter, was number 10, a milestone. Do you remember that? Quiz X, yes. Yes, Quiz X. Well, the quiz we were about to take was written by Bob before Jingle Fest. So, so this is number 11. So no, no, numerically, it's quiz number nine. Oh. But we haven't taken it yet. So in rea- reality, I guess the quiz we took at Chatter was actually quiz number nine, which is what you would call a made-up milestone. Mm-hmm. Chronological. I can't think of the word I was going to say after that. <laughs> so, so this quiz is actually the milestone quiz number 10, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. It doesn't matter. We have a quiz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and <laughs> so, Bob. So, so let me say. Let me ask this. I know Bob had said in the quiz from Chatter that it, this that that quiz referenced some stuff that we had done in other quizzes. So, do you oh. think that our performance on that last quiz was was we were like you know had a hand tied behind our back because we hadn't taken or seen or even looked at quiz nine? I so I think I'm going so. to blame it on that. But we also nailed the Chatter quiz, so it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't well, we would have nailed it even more yeah, if we had we actually had known what it was about. <laughs> yes. If he would have given us the answers, we'd have done great. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so he put he wrote when he sent this to us that he is work was working on a special quiz for Jingle Fest, but this okay. quiz he said changes things up a little bit. 
Instead of using a single format, this quiz uses a variety of formats centered around a theme. There is one fairly, or perhaps unfairly, tricky question in this group. Oh boy, tricky questions I don't do well with. Okay. Okay, so it looks like there are three parts maybe to the quiz. I don't want to scroll down too far because I don't want to see answers. Uh, sure. Part one. Actor or actress, mostly in a minor or supporting role, slash synopsis, slash music from soundtrack. Guess the movie okay. and the performer. Is the quiz question, see if you can decipher these directions? <laughs> because I don't know what we're doing. Maybe, we, maybe we'll go through a we're question. Is there an example through, question? No example. Okay. So there we'll are go two questions question. in part one. Okay. Okay, so I'll just read you <laughs> our number one. Okay. Dennis Haysbert. Okay, now he gives us a synopsis. Synopsis, reservation about moving the Indians. Music, wild thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's giving us an actor and actress, and he's saying that they're mostly in a minor or supporting role. He's giving us a synopsis, and he's giving us music from the soundtrack. Are we he guessing the movie then? Guess the movie and the performer. Well, what, what does he mean, performer? Of the music would be my guess. I don't know, because the actor... Is also the performer. Yeah. But he's giving us the actor, so we're not needing to guess that. Okay, so that's what I'm confused about, guess the performer. I'm, I'm going to go with that it's the musician. Okay, that's performing the song from the soundtrack. Yes. So Dennis Haysbert, I know him as the president from 24... That is correct. And from the American Family Insurance, is that what it is? Uh, one Commercials? of those. He does the voice. He's like the he's the one who's overdubbing like the girl sitting at the table. Yeah, talking yeah, to her boyfriend yeah. when, or husband when she's like, it's one of those stupid husband boyfriend joke commercials where that make me go. Yeah, some men deserve this. Not all men are this stupid. <laughs> yeah, cut it out. Um, reservations about moving the Indians. So yes. is that? Um, you know what this is. Is it Major League? Correct. Okay. So we got that. Major League. Because mm -hmm. Haysbert plays, um, what's his face? Um, Serrano. I don't remember who he plays. I need plays. hats for bats. He's the guy who can't hit the curveball. He's the big, the big home run hitter who can, like, knocks him over the fence, and they're like, why is he not in the majors? And they're like, throw him a curve, and he, like, can't hit it at oh, all. Oh, okay. He's the, um, he's Joe Boo. He's, he's the one who's praying to Joe Boo. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about now. I do. Now, the wild thing. Mm-hmm. I, who's... Which is the song and the nickname for, what's his Charlie face? Sheen? Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ricky Vaughn. I would not have remembered his name in the movie. Mm-hmm. Now, who I've sings wild thing? Times. The Trogs. The Trogs? Yes. Is that who sings it in this movie, or is it cover a cover? I don't think it's a cover, but I have no idea. Okay, well, I didn't know who sang it, so I'm going to go with the Trogs. Major mm -hmm. League, the Trogs. Yes. Okay, let's move on to number two. Mm -hmm. So the actress is Rosie O'Donnell. The synopsis is girls get crazy while the boys are out of town. Music, it's only a paper moon. Mm -hmm. So I know absolutely what movie this is. Okay. This Is, is this another baseball movie? Yes. Okay, this is League of Their Own. Then. Yes. Okay. It's only a paper moon. I don't know that song. I 
think that's Madonna, isn't it? No. Okay. I don't think so. So I'm thinking, when was this? This was during World War II. So it must have been a movie from the... Isn't Madonna in this movie? She's in it. Now, if I was she, thinking for some reason she, she might have covered... sang this no, song. No, I don't think I don't think she like wrote this song or like oh, originally okay. recorded this song. Well, it could be Madonna then. I don't know I don't this know. song, uh, but I'm assuming it's a song from the 40s. It's going to have to be, you know, that time period because this this movie was in the 40s, 50s maybe? Yeah, it was World War II, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, so it was when every The boys it was when were off to war. They went to go fight the yeah. war, yeah. Uh, so Bob, it's, it's, you're talking about a time period before 1957. So I think this should be, this question should be disqualified. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, I don't know. It's only so a it's paper moon. Be, Is that a Sinatra somebody, song? No, okay. not that I know of. Okay. So maybe you're I, right that reason, Madonna covers it. Didn't she sing something on the soundtrack of this? Like multiple songs? She sang a song on this soundtrack called This Used to Be My Playground. Be my play- That's the worst song ever. You didn't like that? That song huh? is terrible. I, Do you like it? Um, let's see. I think I probably did. I used to, I loved Madonna so much growing up. I wrote a term paper about Madonna, which my mom was not happy about. Okay. It was about, I think it was about um, role models. And she did not like that Madonna was my role model. You could have told her it was about the Madonna. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Which she been, she might have been happy about that. <laughs> so this, I'm sure I liked it because I liked almost everything she put out, no matter if it was good or not. Mm. I did not like. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the earlier stuff, like Borderline and Holiday. They were fine, but I liked her Immaculate Conception album. Yeah, that this this song I think this song was written that used to be my playground was written for that movie I, right I think so yes or the first place it came out was on that soundtrack yeah that is way 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 terrible compared to her other song that I know of that was on written for a movie on a soundtrack which was great which is well tell me the um, movie now maybe I'll get it Vision Quest Vision Quest that's a movie. You've never seen Vision Quest? No. About the wrestler? Uh-uh. It's uh, Matthew Modine and what's her face? Um, she was, what's her name? What's the other actress's name? Uh, it's like the mid 80s. Uh, Winona Ryder. Um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure um, it was in that movie. Okay. Well. And it was it's crazy for you. Oh, yeah. That's that's a really much better than this used to be. Yes. My playground. I didn't that's know that was song. a song for a movie. I'm pretty sure. OK, well, we're going to go with it. Madonna covered this song, but I don't. So then we get it. If Madonna covered it, right. we get it. I don't think that's right. She but the only I'm one never going to guess who this is. is. This you, it be might be playground. Sinatra. Okay. It, it's probably Sinatra saying it at some point. I doubt. For some, I feel like. The way that things were done when this movie came out and like it was so focused on we need to give attention to um, the female cast, Mm -hmm. which is, I mean, a good thing Mm -hmm. um, that they probably picked a version of this song that was sang by a woman would be my guess. It's the reason I say notice on Frank Sinatra. Okay. Well, we'll we'll find out. We'll, We'll have to see. So our answer is A League of Their Own and A Woman from the 40s. Yes. Or Madonna covering. And or Madonna, yes. Uh, part two. Oh. So this is, switch, this is where he says switch things up, because now we're no longer doing actor, synopsis, and music. 
Part two is identify the source and the author or speaker for the quotations below. Bonus points if you know the missing word. Okay. There are four questions in this category. Fans, for the last two weeks you have been reading about the bad break I got. Yet today I blank myself the luckiest man in the world. Okay. Well, and okay, this is, I this know this. This might be the trick question, but yeah. This, this may be the trick question, but I don't, I don't know what it might be a trick about. So I'm going to have to go with it's what the obvious thing is. Well, the obvious thing to me, I think, isn't this Lou Gehrig? Yes. And today I... Well, it's somebody playing Lou Gehrig. It's not actually Lou Gehrig. Because <coughs> it's a movie. Well, it doesn't say it's a mo- necessarily a movie. It says, identify oh. the source and author or speaker for the quotations below. So you can't, you can't start a quiz with movies on me, with me and then get away from movies because I'm still stuck in the movie mode. So let's just say it's Lou Gehrig. Yeah. I'm going to say it's somebody playing Lou Gehrig in Pride of the Yankees. Okay. Which I believe it was Gary Cooper. I should probably know this. Gary Cooper. Well, that sounds about right. Yet today I, is it consider myself the luckiest man in the world? I would say consider, yeah. Actually, I'm pretty sure about that. Yet today I consider, consider, consider myself the luckiest, luckiest. <laughs> it's the, it's the, the stadium echo, echo you know? yeah. Yeah. I don't know who, it was a Gary Cooper. I'm going to go with Gary Cooper, yes. Because that's the first thought, that's the first name actor that came to my mind, and that is what I'm going with because I can't think of anybody else. Well, I'm going to go with <laughs> so, Lou Gehrig. Okay. Number- yes, definitely playing Lou Gehrig, which, by the way, I saw something this week that reminded me of this. Um, Babe Ruth plays himself in this movie. Oh, yeah? The Pride of the Yankees? Mm-hmm. I haven't yeah, seen it. Sure. I probably should see it. I'm a baseball fan. I've never seen it either, but I've seen this scene. Yeah. Which I honestly, I don't know if it's at the end of the movie or the beginning or what. I've seen the clip of this scene and it's Babe Ruth. You can see him in the background. That's pretty cool. Um, Number four. I don't know if that's true or not. I just. Well, I believed you. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, we have yet to talk about the graham cracker incident. Yeah. Well, I already know that you weren't quite, you didn't quite get that right. What are you talking about? The graham cracker incident? Are you talking about yes. when you said what the graham cracker? It was meant to. It was intended was to reduce invent- sex drive in younger younger teenagers. Yeah. And kids. Well, Jason's, that is a hundred percent true. Jason's wife looked it up during the podcast yes. recording, and the yes. word I got from the Hall of Famer was Jason's wife said, "Yeah, he mostly got it right." So no. Oh, okay. Well, it is a hundred percent correct. You need to go read <laughs> on the history of graham crackers, and you will see. Exactly what I'm talking about. Well, then where did I get the idea that it, you mostly got it right? Because people don't want to give me credit because I'm always right. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. Well, I hope that you're wrong about Lou Gehrig then. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> what, what did you want to talk about regarding the Graham Cracker incident? That I was right. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you did nail it according yes. to what I've heard. Correct. I certainly didn't look it up. No, I didn't either, but I'm just going based on what people told me. But multiple people told me, I can't believe this, but that was correct. Well, so, I guess don't eat graham crackers? No. I don't eat them, so I'm good there. Yep. <laughs> Number four, he's taking a pretty big lead out there, almost daring them to pick him off. The pitcher glances over, winds up, and it's blank. 
this could be anything. Yeah. Do we think this is an actual announcer like Vin Scully, or is this a movie? I'm going to go with movie because I'm sticking with movie. Well, what's the blank word? The pitcher glances over, winds up, and it's out of here? I have no idea. I don't know either. Literally no idea. So the only thing this I could be think from is... the Sandlot. This could be from the Natural. This could be from uh, Major League again. Well, and it could be Bob Euchre saying it. Yeah. The, it could be the character in the Sandlot. That's the kid. What's his, what's the kid's name? Uh, the young Smalls. I mean, that's, that, that's yes, yeah, Smalls. That's the dumbest. There's many kids in this movie. That was the dumbest question. What's the kid's name in the Sandlot? Hey, you knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. That's stupid. Um, yeah, because he Smalls grows up and is the announcer. You know, Benny the Jets leading off third. Yeah, steals yeah. home. I really have no idea what this so is. So the thing that makes me wonder is he's taking a pretty big lead out there, almost daring them to pick him off. To me, that's kind of what Jackie Robinson always did was take a big lead, and you know he stole. You were stuck in the reality on this, aren't you? Well, it could be the movie Forty Two. I haven't seen that. Is it pretty good? I liked it. Okay. But I, it, full disclosure, I like almost everything I see. <laughs> I was about to say Anne Hornaday. Yeah, I do. I really do. <laughs> there are movies I didn't like, but it's few and far between. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that she ranted about Jurassic Park. Yes, yes. The last, the latest one, Jurassic World, whatever it is. The new one. And as Mark Stern would say, it's about dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. I mean, come on. Which, by the way... They are really think that they could do that in the next four to five years. That's crazy to me. Yes, I agree. That's a, this is a should not do. This is just because you can yes. does not mean right. you should. Right. Yep. Okay. I don't know. I'll I'll say forty two. Jackie Robinson. The pitcher glances over, winds up, and it's out of here. I'm going Major League or Sandlot. It's Smalls or Bob Euchre. In actually, flip those respectively, and. I don't know what the what the last blank. I don't know what the blank is. Oh, okay. So I can't say it's Jackie Robinson. I have to say who the announcer is or who's saying it. The author speaker of the quotation. Author. So it could be written. See, this is uh-huh. where it gets super confusing. Yeah. Let's just stick with movies and or music <laughs> and or one thing or another. Maybe it's um from the the Field of Dreams. The author would be something something Kinsella. Mm-hmm. That's all I know about author. Okay, mm-hmm. we don't know the answer to four, but we've got some pretty good guesses, or yeah. not. Um, it's a baseball movie. It's something to do I'm with saying. baseball. We that we have. Yeah, and the word in the blank is a word. Oh, and just or one word. Uh, oh. And or phrase. Well, I say I'm covering it's my out bases of here. here. It's out of I'm here. I'm covering yeah. all my bases here. <laughs> Very good. Very good. And is it bases or basis? Bases. Okay. Number five. Oh, somewhere in this favored land, the sun is shining bright. The band is playing somewhere, and somewhere hearts are light. And somewhere men are blank, and somewhere children shout. But there is no joy in Mudville. Might Casey has struck out. I think he means mighty. Mighty Casey, yeah. Mighty, mighty Casey, Casey has struck out. Yeah. Typo. Now this- so this question is already null and void. <laughs> Move on to the next one. <laughs> these are ba- this is a baseball theme. This whole, all four of these questions are baseball. Yes. Um, in this question five? Yes. So it would be all five questions are baseball? Well, I'm looking at the next one. It's also 
baseball, number six. But the other two were baseball as well, the, in part one. Oh, you're right. This is a baseball-laden <laughs> quiz. I love it, even though I can't yeah. get them right. Um, so this is in your wheelhouse, right in your strike zone, <laughs> right down the middle. I should be hitting it out of the park. Yeah. And somewhere men are blank, and somewhere children shout. You but, know what this is from. Well, Mudville, there's no joy in Mudville. I should know, but I'm drawing a blank. This is Casey at the bat. It's a poem-like thing. A poem? Who's the author? I have no idea. It's a poem-like thing? Yeah. It's Casey at the bat. I'm pretty sure is the thing. I'm, going, I'm actually going to look this up. Okay. Yeah, Casey at the bat. It's a poem. Okay. I would have never come up with the names of who wrote it, so I'm not going to. I'm moving on from that. And somewhere men are blank, and somewhere children shout. Happy? Um, I, I think it's more than that, but. Joyful? Joyful. Well, no, Probably there's joyful. no joy in much. Yeah, joyful. I'm going to go with joyful. I need a bonus yeah. point. Okay, I'll go with that. number six, the last one in this category. Do you category. have any guess? No. Since you didn't even know the name, no. would you have any guess no. who wrote it? I, I would have never come up with the name. I accidentally saw it when I was typing it into Google, so I won't do that. No, again. I am not um, going to guess that because I have right. probably have no idea. Uh, not probably. I don't have any idea. I have no idea. I would have never come up with this guy. You could have given me every guess in the entire world about every other name, every name combination possible to man, and it would have taken me most all of them to get to this guy's name. By the way, I've got to go back to this graham cracker. How did you know mm -hmm. that? Even though I'm not sure you got it all, because I did hear that Jason's wife looked it up and that you almost you almost got it. But I anyway, don't understand where this almost disqualifier comes into this. How did you know that? Where did you learn that? I have no idea. I really have no idea. It just popped into my head when we were talking about graham crackers. And I was like, oh, I should probably say this because, you know, that's my preparation for this podcast is, oh, it pops in my head and then it comes out my yeah. mouth. Okay. Well, it was, it was pretty impressive and it's even more impressive that you mostly got it right. Not mostly. <laughs> no, I don't understand. This is, this is the problem because I was, it, when I was saying it, I was like, I'm going to qualify this because I think this is correct, but I don't, can't remember where I heard this or why I would know this. And so I'm not going to say I'm dying on this hill of 100% this is right. But now I'm saying 100% it was right. Okay. Well, you know, I'm just, now I'm just saying mostly to, to of course. You know, get you. Mostly. Mostly. Uh, okay, number six. Where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? Our nation mm -hmm. turns its blank eyes to you. What's that you say, you know Miss? This. Yeah. Jolton Joel has left and gone away. So th yes. we know this. Just say the word. You know uh, the word. Our nation turns its lonely eyes to you. Correct. This is Simon and Garfunkel. Yes, written by Paul Simon. I probably. Yes. Yes. Um, great song. Don't don't confuse him with Garfunkel in this. No. In that relationship. Um, no. Garfunkel I could sing and showed up and sang, but Paul Simon was writing all the, everything. The Hall of Famer and I went to see Paul Simon's farewell tour a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. and it was very good. And yeah, I he's... know people don't like Paul Simon; they think he's a curmudgeon. But he probably is. He. He, he, he had like a 15-piece band. They were outstanding. It was a great show. Yeah. When you're a genius, because he's a genius, mm -hmm. and as old as he is, what is he, 70-something, 80-something yeah, maybe? I think he's at least 75. Yeah. When you're that age and you've dealt with idiots your entire life, <laughs> you probably would be a conversion too. Well, and it, it sounded, I thought it was kind of funny. He made some funny quips. He was engaging with the audience, which some people don't care about, but to me that's kind of important. I like yeah, to hear I what you the, say in between the songs. 
Oh, yeah. Or then you must love Bruce Springsteen. No, I've the, never com- seen him play live, which is a mistake. The, the curmudgeon, the, I can't say that word. What is it? Curmudgeon. Curmudgeon. Part of it is, I think, off the stage and dealing with people. I think that's where um, yeah. he gets that reputation probably, of how he deals with probably. people. And it's like that, um, the, what's the name of that documentary that they go in depth on Billy Joel? It's where they talk to the like, oh, hired yeah. guns, you, I actually watched guys. that one that you recommended. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really good and, and paints a doesn't pretty bad Billy picture Joel of Billy good. Joel. No, it doesn't. He seems like a jerk. Yeah. So that, I mean, and, and it's it comes out, I was joking before when I said they're genius, not that they're geniuses, but they were surrounded by idiots and make them conversions. But what I'm saying is, they are geniuses, musical geniuses, yes. and it does not excuse the fact that they are also jerks. Or at least, I don't know about Paul Simon. I've heard stories, but Billy Joel, those sto- that was yeah, that didn't make him awful. look good at all. That oh, no. made him look really bad. Yeah, so if that's if all that stuff was even halfway true, he's not a very nice person to deal with, and you can't you can't just dump your friends overboard for money. No, you no, you can't. No. So that's that's it. It hey, it doesn't always come back to if you put money over people. If you're greedy yes. more than you are nice to people in building relationships with people, you're a jerk, and that's that's where I draw the line. So no. Yeah. So all this to say that I did not confuse Paul <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel. Good. Uh, Garfunkel no, seems like a nice dude. Yeah, he does. Well, he he and Paul are not friends anymore. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. It was very nice of Paul to include one picture of he and Art. In his whole montage of his, you know, career. One picture. That's, that's petty. Yeah. Which I can appreciate on a level if you're, getting a, if you're going to be petty to somebody that you actually get along with. But when you're petty to somebody who you actually can't stand to be around and, and hate, that's, that's a little too far. And he did say something like, well, I did this when I was singing with Artie. And the crowd went crazy because, of course, people love Simon and Garfunkel. But that's yeah. all he had mentioned in the whole time. He sang a couple of art. Simon and Garfunkel songs, but those are the ones he had written on his own. Well, of course. Because he has the rights wrote, to them. I assumed he wrote almost all of them on his own. But you would think, like, one of his all-time best songs, The Bridge Over T- Troubled Water, he'd play that, but he did not. So I just feel like some of that, there aren't rights. He doesn't have the rights to them. Well, I could be wrong. Any song, you can play any song live. You don't have to have the rights to it. Well, then I don't know why he didn't play it. I would... What? Because that song is well known as Art Garfunkel yeah. singing that song. So were some of the others he sang. But anyway, number seven. But that song in particular is, if you say name one art song that Art Garfunkel sang, it's that song. And that yeah. is one of those yeah. that nobody should really cover because you're not gonna you're not gonna hit the heights of. You may do a good job of it. You're not gonna hit the heights of that original. Mm-mm. No. So that's a that's a stay away situation. Yes. Uh, okay, we're into part. Three, miscellany, miscellany. Number seven. Is that a word? I think so. Okay. Bonnie Burko posted a picture of TK, that's Kornheiser, Tony Kornheiser, Mm -hmm. for those who don't know, from the 2018 White House Correspondents' Dinner with a group of Hall of Famers. Which of the following baseball Hall of Famers was not in that picture? Oh, my gosh. A, Brooks Robinson. Did you see this picture? I did. I did not. A. Brooks Robinson. B. Jim Palmer. C. Tony Larusa. Mm-hmm. So the answer, I believe, is B. Jim Palmer. Okay. Brooks Robinson and Tony Larusa were in the picture. I know that. 
So by process of elimination, I've chosen B, Jim Palmer. So we're going with B. Yes, we're going with B. Cool. Part four, what do these three have in common? And that's, this is the last part. There's three questions. Mm-hmm. A, Billy Chapel. B, Crash Davis. C, Ray Kinsella. Okay, Billy okay. Chapel, we know, right? Do you know who Billy Chapel is? I have no idea. Billy Chapel, um, I mentioned this book earlier that also turned into a movie written by Ray Kinsella. Mm-hmm. Billy Chapel was the lead character played by. <laughs> Do you know yes, what's it is? Kevin Costner. <laughs> Kevin Costner. Billy Chapel oh, was the um, guy Field from of Field of Dreams. Yes. Okay, so this is all Kevin Costner related and all baseball related. Well, who's Crash Davis? Was he also in He's Field of Dreams? He's the catcher that Kevin Costner played in um, oh, the movie with um, Susan Sarandon. Oh, come on. Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Yep. And Ray Kinsella is the author, I believe, of Field of Dreams. So it must be all related to movies that Kevin Costner has been in or Mm -hmm. something like that. And played a catcher in. (laughs) No. Billy Chappell wasn't a catcher, I don't think, was he? Maybe he was a catcher. He played catch with his dad. Oh, yeah. His ghost dad. Yes, that's true. Which is, you know, a different movie. Okay. (laughs) That we're not going to talk about anymore. (laughs) Okay. Uh, so we think we nailed that. Of course. Number nine, Jen Babish, Joe Arrow, Joe Maloney. What do these three littles have in common? Their names start with J. That's good. That's correct. I mean, you yeah. can't you can't dispute that, really. <laughs> no. I I think their names I know. are all their first names are all three letters. Good. Yep. I think I know the answer to this. The answer that Bob's looking for. They're all Orioles fans. Yes. They all live in Maryland. Um, Joe, uh, yeah, Jen. I have no idea where Joe, Joe Maloney, Maloney is. does not live in Maryland. Okay. But I do think that's the answer. They're all Baltimore Orioles fans. Yeah, pretty sure of that. And that's too bad for we're them. We're sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. The the um the the <laughs> Twins and Orioles are playing right now, and uh, I'm going to Saturday's game. And you think, oh, it'd be no big deal because the Twins have lost many games in a row. They got swept in Chicago. They got swept in Milwaukee. Mm. They're just terrible. They're terrible. But you think, okay, well, the terrible. Twins are going to beat the Orioles. Yeah, terrible. The Twins are going to beat the Orioles, no problem. Well, we'll see. Well, equal terrible usually results in a toss-up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Number 10. There's a quote for you about baseball. Yeah. Equal terrible, <laughs> equal terrible equals a toss-up. There you go. <laughs> the Open Road, 2009. Summer Catch, 2001. Trouble with the Curve, 2012. Okay. We're going to start from the end here. These are baseball movies. They are, but Trouble with the Curve stars one Justin Timberlake. hmm So I do not know. He's in that movie? He is in that movie. Isn't that, um, is that the Amy Adams baseball Yeah, movie? Amy Adams, Clint Eastwood, and Timberlake. Clint Eastwood, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize he was And my that. boy. What does he play in that? Certainly not a baseball player. No, he plays a guy that is um, wanting to become an announcer. 
So he's like really? he's like a scout, I think, but he wants to become an announcer, and he oh, okay. he and Amy Adams strike up a relationship. Oh, he's so he's the love interest. Yeah, basically. Okay, so I the reason I said he's not a baseball player is because I imagine he's one of the actor types that if he gets cast in any sort of athletic role, sports role, that they have to shoot like close-ups of his face and have a stunt double like a actual athletic double to come in and like do all the throws and catches and stuff because he can't play at all. It'd be my guess. Now we talked about Timberlake at chatter with Mark who said, yes, he's the type of guy that you want to hate, but you can't help because he's super talented. And he mentioned if he wanted to play wide receiver for a pro team, he probably could. Yes. I think Timberlake's a good athlete. He's like a um, low handicap golfer. He plays basketball. He's just one of those guys that probably could play baseball. I, I believe what Mark said was <laughs> he could do anything, but it's super annoying. Yes. Yeah, well, he's, check yeah, the tape. Which I agree with. Yeah. yeah, It is annoying that he's that good. <coughs> it is annoying. It's like, why he don't you annoying. give some of the talent to other people? Spread it around no. a little bit. He is annoying for many reasons. <laughs> okay. So summer catch I don't, I'm not familiar with, and the open road I'm not familiar with. Summer Catch, I think, is Beal. Oh. And Freddie Prince Jr. Okay, so... I'm pretty sure it's Freddie Prince Jr. and some actress from that time period. It might be Jessica Beale. It also could be um, Alba. It could be... Oh, uh, uh-huh. Did you... Hang on. Did you say uh, Freddie Prince Jr.? <coughs> yeah. Freddie Prince. It's not my fault that he can't pronounce the word right. Um, what's another actress? What's the, she's? Um, what's the one where Freddie Prinze is in the movie, the high school movie, where he? It's oh, it's one of those dumb. She's yeah, all that. take the take the glasses off the girl, yeah. and she's like, wow, she's a she's a nerd. I'll take the glasses off. Wow, she's she's beautiful. Okay, yeah. this has to be QE right now. Uh, I'll tell you well, why. Let, okay, go. Over while we were in Chicago at the Airbnb, the gal had Netflix, so we could watch Netflix. And there weren't many movies on there, but um, what's the movie? Did with? you just say there weren't many movies on Netflix? Any movies that we didn't that we wanted to see? <laughs> I should clarify that. But that movie, the one that started it all, from Geek to Chic, <laughs> with the one that started all of these movies, um, Patrick Dempsey's in it. Uh, can't buy me love that we watched can't buy me love yes and i love can't buy me love great movie i thought fun movie so anyway we started talking about what are the other movies that followed it and she's all that came up with freddie Mm -hmm. prince jr this is Mm -hmm. qe here's another thing about these movies yeah you're right here's another thing about these movies is it i feel like there's always a scene with the the lead guy riding a on a riding lawnmower mowing grass (laughs) And stuff gets thrown at him, or he sees the girl riding by or driving by in like a bicycle or something. Yeah, well, you can't buy me love. Set it was the first one. I'm pretty sure it's the first one. So of course there's going to be some sort of scene like that. Was he on a riding lawnmower yes, at some point in that yes. movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. But I don't I think she's you all summer that catch, was. I guarantee you, in Summer Catch, he's Freddie Prinze is riding the lawnmower. You know what? It is. It is Jessica Biel. I think it's okay. Jessica Biel. So what's the open road? I don't know what that is. I don't know. If it was a Timberlake movie, I'd like to think I'd know that he was in it. Yeah, there's, there's a trick question in here. Mm-hmm. Could he have done Ooh, a soundtrack, soundtrack song? Song, yeah. Um, 
2009. That's boys to men that come to the end of the road. End um, of the road, yes. You've done a road. jingle, haven't you? The end, end of the road? <laughs> yeah, that was the end of the podcast delay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Acapella. The, oh, um, look that up, people. LittleSongs.net. The, uh, the, um, the road is, um, what's his face? Aragorn and the kid. Which is not. Oh, I was thinking Cormac not, not a summer baseball movie. Well, yeah, but these I, are movies. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think the movie was made after that book. The Open Road, two thousand and nine. So Timberlake was no longer with NSYNC. I thought you were gonna say he's no longer with us, and I was no. like, "What alternate dimension are we living in now?" I bet you you're right. I bet you it's a soundtrack that Timberlake had a song on. Maybe it was. NSYNC. I'm gonna say. Justin Timberlake is related to something in all of these, and in the case of one of them, literally related to them by marriage. Yes, yes. I think that's... All these movies that are about baseball or somewhat baseball Is Summer Catch about adjacent. baseball? I guess it would be with the oh, yeah. word catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think a play he's on player. words. Mm-hmm. In Trouble with the Curve, you know, that can't be about baseball, so maybe I'm wrong. It's, it is about baseball. In fact, when you were talking about the, the dude in Major League that couldn't hit the curve, it's basically yeah. what this movie's about. So they ripped off they ripped it a off. good baseball movie. And I yeah. would say it's Timberlake ripping it off, but no, it wasn't. It was Eastwood's movie. Yeah. Okay. Number, uh, I'm sorry, not number. Answers. <laughs> Answers. This is the first line. As if, I don't. Yeah, number Q. I don't think I need to read this first line here. Okay. I, I'd like to hear what it is. To his credit, Jason has been crushing the quizzes of late. Yes. Um, I have been playing around with the idea. Take it, keep it. Wait, wait. Keep in mind, this was before he wrote this before, before Jingle Fest. Yeah. Before the Jingle Fest quiz. Yeah, the chatter quiz. Yeah. I have been playing around with the idea of a theme quiz, and since KJ is a person of the diamond and Jason is not, I thought a quiz based on baseball might level the playing field a little. No pun intended. My head is is exploded from the amount of puns in that. <laughs> well, um, I think I did do better on this quiz. Yeah. Number one did pretty good. was indeed Major League 1989. Mm-hmm. Wild Thing was originally done by the Trogs, like you said, but the movie's soundtrack version uh, is a cover by the LA punk band X. Ah, uh, okay. Would have never gotten that. So, but we kind of nailed it because we did yeah. say it's probably a cover. Yeah. You said it was a cover, and I said the Trogs, and I don't know if it's a cover or not. And we definitely got Major League. So, um, points. Points. Number two, A League of Their Own, 1992. Nailed that. Um, the idea that it would be a female song song is incorrect. The answer is James Taylor. And the song is, what was it called? It's Only a Paper Moon. Yeah, well, the producers of the soundtrack have failed. <laughs> Number three, I nailed it. I actually nailed it. Lou yes. Gehrig, speech announcing retirement at Yankee Stadium, 1939. Missing word was consider. I consider myself the luckiest man alive. Is that right? I'm the luckiest yes. man in the world. And also, I'm pretty sure I nailed it too, whatever I said. You did. You nailed it, the fact that it was Lou Gehrig, but you said it was whoever played From him, Gary Proud Cooper. of the Yankees. Did you want to look that which, up, Gary Cooper? Yes, I'm actually going to look that up. Because who's Proud the other the very handsome man? Clark Gable at that time. Yeah, but Gable was more like, he was, uh, what was that, what's that movie? Um, <laughs> I can't believe I can't think of this. Scarlett O'Hara, what's the name of this movie? Oh, um... The Scarlet you know Letter? About. Oh my gosh. Why? <laughs> okay. You know what I'm talking about. I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember the name of it either, which is terrible. I'm actually going to have to look him up after I look up this. Proud of the Yankees, 1942. 
let's see. Yep, Gary Cooper played Lou Gehrig. Very good. And Babe Ruth as Babe Ruth. Very good. So you nailed it too, just in a different mm-hmm. way. Now I have to look up Clark Gable. <laughs> Because I cannot believe neither yeah, one of better. us can come up with the name of this movie <laughs> that people are scre- screaming <laughs> at the it, So it's not Scarlet podcast. Letter is what you're saying. No, no, it is not the Scarlet. You said Scarlet O'Hara and my mind went to Scarlet Letter. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm talking about, right? Um, I think so. Gone with the Wind or something? Yes, it's Gone with the Wind. Yes. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got that right. Okay, now here's Scarlet number letter. four. He's taking a pretty big lead out there, almost daring them to pick him off. The pitcher glances over, winds up, and it's blank. Number four, answer. Meatloaf slash Jim, Jim Steinman. Steinman, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. So this is a song. Oh, no. Missing word is bunted, and it's bunted. Okay. Yeah, this is, this is, this is, this is a, that stupid eight-minute song by Meatloaf. Yeah, Paradise by the Dead. But it said, these lines are spoken by the great Yankee shortstop and play-by-play announcer Phil Rizzuto. Mm. There is disagreement as to whether Rizzuto, as strict Catholic, knew the import of his lines when he recorded them. Meatloaf is on record that Rizzuto didn't know, did know, did know, but claimed that Meatloaf and Steinman duped him in order to give him cover with the nuns. Is this the trick question? I I don't know, but my, my... My question about this is, why would Rizzuto, is it because they're, you know, making out in the car that he would have a problem with this song? Because uh, I'm maybe. assuming that's what the song is about. I've literally never listened to this entire thing because I could not make it through it. I had no it's, idea it's these not, were It has nothing to do to with Steinman. It's, it's all Meatloaf, who is 100% overbearing to me, and I cannot stand him. What is his real name? Do you remember? No idea. So this, you're saying that, Bob is saying that he's taking a pretty big lead out there, almost daring them to pick him off. The pitcher glances over, winds up, and it's bunted, is in the lyrics of Paradise by the Dashboard Light. This is one of those that has like a breakdown in the middle and they do like oh, a skit. Yeah, and yeah. It's meatloaf. It's all staged, like yeah, yep. acting. Brilliant. It's that, it's that level of ridiculous. I was never a songs. fan of meatloaf. And I believe I cannot stand it. that meatloaf is the one that, remember when a crazy aunt told a story and there was just guy on stage and he yeah, shook his she got head meatloaf and sweat, sweat all her. over yeah. her face yeah meatloaf yeah 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 that was 100 percent him. okay yeah. Th- so yeah i'm i'm no is what i'm saying okay. that's my answer to this question no okay we did not get that one number five uh, no, um this, i'm happy to not get that one number five was the casey at the bat mm-hmm. uh the author that you looked up ernest lawrence thayer yeah, I would have never got that. Me either. And the not missing the word years. was laughing, not joyful. Yeah, close Somewhere enough. men are laughing and somewhere children shout, but there is no joy in Mudville. Okay. My. We got the question, though, because Casey at the Bat was the, was the yeah, name of the thing. Yeah. The, the yeah. Um, missing word is only a bonus point. Mm-hmm. But we did not get the author, so technically we didn't get the point, but I say we did. Mm-hmm. Sure. Number six is Mrs. Robinson, Paul Simon, missing word lonely. Uh, we totally nailed that one. Yeah, we got all that. Number seven, Jim Palmer was not in the picture. The other baseball Hall of Famer in the picture is Dennis Eckersley. Um, ah. We got that one. Yep. Number eight, all our characters played by Kevin Costner. Billy Chapel. Mm-hmm. oh, For Love of the Game. Yeah, not Field of oh. Dreams, For Love of the Game. I knew that. I like For Love of the Game. Detroit Never Tigers, yeah, yeah. Billy Chapel. that's right. Um, 1999, uh, 
Davis Bull Durman, Bert. <laughs> Bert Burnham. <laughs> Bull Durham, 1988. Yes. And Kinsella Field of Dreams, 1989. Mm-hmm. I think Kinsella, Kinsella is the name of the character, not the guy who wrote the book. But it could be really? both. I thought Kinsella, Kinsella wrote is, the book. Let's look it up. We have the internet. Okay. And he also throws in there that Ray, Ray Liotta plays Shoeless Joe Jackson in Field of Dreams, which I had forgotten. Yep, it is Kinsella's novel. Okay. It adapted Kinsella's novel, Shoeless Joe. That's right. But Shoeless also Joe. Kevin Costner plays the guy in the movie named Kinsella. Isn't he a writer in the movie? That's right. He does play Ray Kinsella in the movie. Yes, not he Billy Chappell. Ray Kinsella. Yeah. Yeah. He was a farmer, wasn't he? Mm, uh, it's, well, I mean, if you build it, they will come. Yeah, he had to, he like cut down the Have corn. Have you been or to the movie site, Field of Dreams? Heck no. It's about 45 like minutes from my parents' house in Iowa. Mm, it, so we've been. was way too slow for me. Ah, cool. Um, That's, if it's that close, yeah, sure, I understand. Yeah, I don't think I'd make an extra special trip for it, but I've been there a couple of times. It's yeah. it's fine. I don't, I don't have the reverence for this movie that I don't either. This have. movie was not my not a, this is not my favorite Mm-mm. baseball movie. Me either. Number nine, keeping with the theme of this quiz, all these littles are hopelessly in the tank for the currently hapless Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> Bob taking shots. You know, it didn't even occur to me that this was a baseball theme quiz, so of course it's Orioles. <laughs> Okay. We said this like eight times during the quiz itself. I know, I know itself. we did, but I forgot. It's just like when you thought that question number whatever should be a movie, but it wasn't a movie. To me, I just didn't think about baseball throughout the whole thing. No. Which was, which is the opposite of, of what, what Bob was trying I to was do. Doing. Yeah. Yes, but I. So I think to my credit, the fact that I know that those three people are Baltimore Orioles fan without even knowing the quiz was baseball, that's pretty good. I'm sticking to that. Sure. Okay. Okay, number 10, Bob says, was the tricky question. I think it was the meatloaf question, but the tricky question. All of these baseball-themed movies feature a member of the current Timberlake family. Mm-hmm. Oh, Open Road and Trouble with the Curve feature Justin and Summer Cut Catch starred the not-yet-Mrs.J.T. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I guess I know what I'm doing this weekend, watching Open Road. <laughs> Have you, I'd never heard of that movie. Me either. I thought I knew all Timberlake's movies. Well, apparently you don't. Apparently I don't. I'm going to look up Summer Catch. Apparently I I'm not was... a true JT fan. Well, is anybody really? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, Freddie Prinze Jr. in Summer Catch with Jessica Biel. And I bet if I watch the trailer of that movie on YouTube, which I'm actually going to do right now. There'll be a mower. There's going to be a mower in the trailer I'm going. Oh, okay. And we're now waiting for Jason to watch this. No, we, we don't have to wait for this. Oh, Just... okay. <laughs> I thought for sure we were waiting while we were watching this. No, I'm going to mute it and just let it run in the background while we go. <laughs> okay. While you wrap up the quiz, I'm going to go do my own thing. <laughs> okay. I think we did good, though. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think we did really good. Especially for not knowing it was a baseball-themed quiz. <laughs> Or forgetting, forgetting eight yes. times yes. that I said it. Yes, <laughs> I remembered for most questions except for the Oriole one, and I still got it. That's what I'm saying. It was very good on my part. Yeah, sure. Okay, I think we did awesome. I think we we, did. we got them all. We met the only one we really missed was the um, the meatloaf, the one that now I can't remember. Yeah, the meatloaf, which yeah. 
I'm okay missing Again, something that involves meatloaf. Yes, I am 100% fine with missing a question about meatloaf. So therefore, I say we got that. We, we didn't get the question correct. We got it right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good way to wrap up this segment. Yes. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hello, everyone out there, and thanks again for listening. Shout out to Bob Walsh at Adadai on Twitter for another awesome quiz. He does such a great job putting these together. And not to brag or anything, but we do such a great job of getting all the answers right. Correct? Maybe. Right? Yes. Anyway, if you'd like to send us feedback about that, you can reach us on Snapchat. If you'd like to send us feedback about anything else in this episode, you can contact us on Twitter at SpeakTangents or via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com. If you're one of those types that likes to shake it up a bit, you can email us at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at SpeakTangents. And thanks again for listening. Finally, before we get to the feedback, shout out to all my friends out there who got that Quiz 9 reference in the intro. So do we have any feedback to wrap it up this week? Yes, we do have feedback. Uh, why don't we start with uh, feedback related to the Jingle Fest recap we did last week. First right. from Twitter, Jeannie and Beemore at JBHoops32. I love your Jingle Fest review and reliving the weekend. Thanks for that. And mm-hmm. then she says, by the way, Judofuse, my own mother didn't recognize, recognize me in that Jingle Golf photo. <laughs> okay, good. I don't feel so bad anymore. Hashtag I never wear a hat. <laughs> okay. I, I recognized her, but I will admit it took me an extra second or two. Because I had never, I've never yeah. seen her with a hat on. Yeah, she, she should wear hats more often. She looked good with a hat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Adam Benson at Benson underscore the comic. KJ is right about the family feeling. I haven't met any of the littles, and I already feel like a part of a crazy group. You know, <laughs> I feel like I've met Adam. At least you, you get to the point, at least I do, where, where I've interacted so much on Twitter. Or I've yep. seen so many photos of other littles, and, and, and Adam's one of them, and now his son, Luke. And I think I've already met him. And then I realized, yeah, I guess I haven't met them. But I, I, so I absolutely get what Adam's saying. He's, what Adam is saying. Totally. So I forgot that I haven't met Adam either. Um, <laughs> Brendan in Jersey at Brendan in Jersey. Jason knew me before I even introduced myself, so thumbs up for each of us. Nice. And then he said, I would also give The Way Way Back a strong recommendation. Well, thank you, Brendan. Do you, do you want me to tell, say why I knew him? Yeah. Go ahead. Because of, of the mustache. Yes, absolutely. Because I knew that no, I just assumed that nobody else would be crazy enough to wear a horseshoe <laughs> mustache. And I, he had tweeted about it. Yes, he, he tweeted a poll. He wanted people to vote on what he should yeah. do with his mus- mu- mustache. Yeah, and it looked cool. Yeah, it, I was in, it It made me want to grow one. Are you going to? No. Okay. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, my beard is now so white that it, not that I care about age really, but it would, it looks strange when it grows out now because it's almost like, I look homeless. 
so but some people like the gray they like the white like a yeah, silver, but it's like a you know, coarse. It's like a fox. coarse white. My my hair gets real coarse. Not, not I mean, because I have a lot of gray hair in my actual head of hair now. That is also it changes the texture of it. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's very strange. And on your face, like in a beard, it doesn't it doesn't work. Okay, it doesn't work for me either. Growing like a beard? It, yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, a couple of feedbacks. Uh, in our, in response to our trips home. Mm-hmm. First from Kim Wilson at Kim Wills 33. Currently listening to Judofuse talk about his delays at the airport and heard him accidentally mention the FFA, then say FAA. You would <laughs> yes. definitely have been waiting longer if they were consulting with the FFA. Yes. Emoji honestly, was crying with tears coming out of their eyes. The, as much as what, since the rain, since the rain and all the weather had caused the delay, they might have been actually consulting with the FFA at some point. For, you know, like the farmer, farmer's almanac to yes. see what the weather's going to be because it felt like it. Because honestly, it was like, okay, we're going to allow planes to land. Oh, no, no, we're not. Uh, it's going to be like 30 minutes. Oh, actually, it's going to be seven more hours. They had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And I actually noticed that you said FFA too, but mm-hmm. I let it pass. But I also wondered if someone might notice. And Kim oh, did. Yeah. FFA. You know I was in the FFA as in high school. Well, I saw you tweet yes. her. Yes. Mm-hmm. You were in the FFA in high school and won a prize or yes. something. <laughs> that was my my senior year of high school where I had finished everything and they said, Hey, do you just wanna you're you're done with any class that you could possibly use here and do you just wanna graduate and go to college? And I'm like, No, I wanna hang out and have a year of nonsense courses. Well, not nonsense courses, because I mean the stuff is useful, but stuff that I normally wouldn't take, like not math and science and English and you know, Spanish, but actually Ornamental horticulture and, you know, home ec and shop class and, you know, just crazy two two classes of, you know, teacher's assistant, you know, student teacher. So that's what <laughs> I did my senior year of high school and had a blast. I would have done never the same Never had to study, thing. didn't have to take a book, never had homework. Just, it was a year of hanging out. It was yeah, awesome. sounds like it was a blast. Yeah, do not regret it. Do not, do not give up that extra year of high school if you can skip to go to college. It's not worth it to me. It wouldn't have been to me either. Of course, they Mm-mm. didn't offer me that. But I was offered to skip a grade once in Louisiana, and I did not take it. Yep. I, I think it's a bad idea. Yeah, I wanted to be with people, my friends my own age. 100%. Okay, James Cunningham at James IV, 1978. Um, Buffalo Alice, I'd like to, which is, Judo Fuse is you, Jason, and Buffalo Alice is me on our Twitter. Anyway. Thanks for telling me that. I would, t- I, I, you're welcome. I'd like to thank you for sharing your hotel story on the podcast as my wife and I are spending the weekend in Charleston, South Carolina, and she is now super paranoid about making the, sure the door is locked with the safety latch in place. You're, you're welcome, James. You should always put the latch on. Why then, wouldn't you put the safety latch on? I don't know. I, I told you I put it on, but it did not work. And I am I, going to write to the Clarion headquarters. Yeah. And see if they'll give me something for this. Lack of empathy on our part, on their part. Are you gonna Are you gonna write a letter and make it in the style of these Second Civil War letters? <laughs> no, those are funny. <laughs> those are really funny. Um, okay, well, we have some clar- <laughs> clarifications. First, from Matthew Vogel at Vogel Matt. Mm-hmm. On the road again. Also, a song by Canned Heat. Less referenced by most, therefore I reference it more. 
Okay, that makes sense. Do I know who I can Canned Heat that. is? Did we talk about Canned Heat ever on this podcast? Probably not. I've never heard of Canned Heat. Well, actually, I have you've, heard of Canned Heat, but I don't know who they are. You've probably heard some other stuff. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Um, we've got Luke I'm Overby. I'm going Willie Nelson all the way on that, though. Oh, yeah. Luke Overby, Young Stats, Dr. Mystery, at Luke Overby. Yes. Rosa Parks' lawyer is Fred Gray, not John Gray. Jason said yes. John Gray in his story recap. Hashtag stat young man. Hashtag young stat man. And I, you were calling, last week you were calling Luke young stat. Yeah. Instead of young stat man. Yeah. So he's now shortened his name to young stat. Well, when you're in the rap game, you got to make it short. You got to make it a nickname. You know? oh, okay. Young so stat. young stat. So yeah, um, Fred Gray, not John Gray. Yes, he is correct. Um, okay, uh, of course we have a few food feedbacks. Feedback. Feeds backs. John Miller at JKM five six three tweeted us a picture of looks like Oreo ice cream cake, creamy okay. vanilla ice cream with Oreo cookie pieces topped with whipped icing. And he said, "This is okay with me. What do you say?" Yeah, it's it's putting Oreos in cookies. I mean, yeah, it's, what it is. it's putting Oreos in ice cream. <laughs> putting the Oreos in cookies. We putting the Oreo back in cookie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is just like Rocky Road, isn't it? Or uh, cookies and cream, I should say. Cookies and cream ice cream, isn't it? It literally is cookies and cream, yes. So I guess that's fine, but if I'm sure that costs more. Again, they are playing off of people's love for Oreos, making you pay more when you could go buy generic cookies and cream ice cream if that's what you want. Yeah, they're probably charging more just because it has the name Oreo on it. And it's and it's an ice cream cake format, like a you know Dairy Queen cake, ice cream cake. Yeah, ice cream cakes are just kind of enemy. I yeah, mean, it's, I it's, it is what it is. But it's I'd rather have an actual cake and actual ice cream, and then put them together in the amounts increments of my own choosing. I understand that. And and actually they yeah. had for the the birthday celebrations, they had a Dairy Queen ice cream cake and I did not have any because I don't care for ice cream cake and you know even... that I don't care for ice cream on my cake or my pie. Leave Correct. the ice cream off of my cake. Yeah. Put so, everything on the side and let people mix it in as yes, they choose. That's yes. that's why not? Then now, if people want to combine it, it takes 2 seconds to just smash it together. That's right. Yes. Now James Everything you should never have to ask for stuff on the side when you order a meal at a restaurant. You should have to make the extra request to actually put it together. I, it should yeah, default I come on the I side. Agree. Everything. I agree. Salad dressing. You know, cafeteria trays well. with the little plastic sections. Yeah. Everything's separate. I agree. And if I you want to put it together, get a big pot and dump it in and then shove it in your face. <laughs> okay. James World Cup Wilson at James Three Names. Uh, the conversational gift that keeps on giving, and he gives us a picture of a Looks like an end cap at a store like a Target or a Walmart. Mm-hmm. And it's um, just shelves and shelves full of Oreos. <laughs> Multi-flavor Oreos. Cherry cola, kettle corn. There's a strawberry shortcake, which I believe Jen Babish said, wait a minute, I got to try those. I have no interest in strawberry shortcake Oreos. There no, are I don't like golden strawberry. Oreos. Double stuff, that's fine. Golden double mm-hmm. stuff? No, no. Get out of here with the golden... Oreos. So I just don't understand this. And fireworks Oreos. Come on. I feel like, honestly, I feel like people in Oreo marketing realize now that people love to hate stuff. 
and I they are putting right. these out as a like we're going to get people to talk about this because they hate it so much. By the way, that mystery or not mystery, but create your own Oreo, the cherry cola, the gal that has been interacting <laughs> oh, yes. with us. I think that's over. Do we know who won? It was I don't care. Car- we all lost cola. either way. <laughs> all right, that's a good answer. I um, hope she got money for her kids to go to college, but honestly, when she pulled out the my kids are cute and yeah, I wish you yeah. could vote for me. That's the that's play the, the Sarah McLaughlin and that's let's like move the on. Sarah McGla- yeah, yes. I'm out. Yeah. Yep. Okay, lastly from Facebook, Sarah Susie, who Sarah Susie is my friend. We went to gra- um undergrad together. Can I bleep out? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um it was from she commented on the picture of the cheese balls that we had on our podcast that we talked about cheese balls last week. Yes, and we did. Sarah Susie says, Cheese balls, KJ's weakness. Is that how many she ate at Jingle Fest? Now, she refers to this as my weakness because mm-hmm. about, I don't know, 15 years ago, we were at a wedding reception of another friend. Oh, this is a friend of yours? Yes, yes. And okay. we were at a different friend, another friend of ours, mutual friend's wedding. And we were at a reception, returning to our hotel rooms. <laughs> and her husband and I may have eaten one of those huge cans, not the small cans, <laughs> like those mega cans of cheese balls. Yes. At least that's how I remember it. That's a lot of cheese balls. Though, I will say my memory might not have been as good as Sarah's from that evening. Hmm. But yes, we may have eaten that entire container of cheese balls in less than 10 minutes. We, we may have <laughs> wow. done that. Uh, but yeah, they were my, they are my weakness. I love cheese balls, but no, I didn't have any cheese balls at Jingle Fest. Yeah, I didn't even know they existed there. I, I, they, think it was I don't think they were we there. Found out about this. Yeah, yeah. Jen, Jenny Robbins sent us. The timeline is all messed up. It's like Westworld. <laughs> yes. Sorry if you haven't seen Westworld and we're going to watch it. But I've if you seen... can't figure that out pretty quick in the first couple of episodes, what are you doing anyway? I've seen season one and it, it, it wasn't for me. Now, watch the very first episode, like the the premiere of season one, mm-hmm. and then stop. Stop. Don't watch any more after that. Because well, that first episode season. is great. Well, I'm yeah, telling everybody else. I mean, oh. we're not doing this. You know, we're actually recording this, right? Yes. Well, that's what okay. I was thinking when push, I said, this. tell me, uh, anyone who's listening, if you have chills when you get in a hot vehicle, and you answered for everyone. So I'm just okay. answering. Oh, so you're now answering for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I would watch the very first episode and then stop. Well, where were you when I watched the first episode and then continued to watch the rest of the season? I hadn't started it probably. Okay. I just watched it recently. All right. I watched the whole first season because I was like, okay, this has got to get better. And the twists are like very much like contrived, not contrived, but they're like, they telegraph everything that they're doing and the timeline stuff, which if you haven't seen it, stop probably already should have stopped listening to this because I've already blown. It's not a big deal, but the timelines are messed up. Let's put it that way. It's they, they play with that. And I saw that coming too, which honestly that was kind of cool because it was one of these things where I was like, Oh, they're hinting at this. If they don't follow through on this, I'm going to be disappointed. And they followed through. It's just all the other stuff. Oh, and then they got away from what I think the show should be about. I watched the very first episode of season two and I was like, no, I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore. Okay, good. Well, that makes me, yeah. feel better about my decision to leave because I thought well, maybe yeah. I should try season two and now I'm not Mm-mm. going to. And I'm going to put it on the shelf until they do because they're definitely with season three. And if season three, if people come back and say, oh, they pulled it back together and they reined it back in and you actually need to watch season two in order to keep up with what's going on in season three, then I might watch season two. 
Okay. But if they, but if I'm waiting until the end, basically to say, oh, okay, it's worth watching. Because uh, Young Stat told me that he watched most of season two, and you could pull like a couple of episodes, like standalone out of season two, and watch them, and they were good. But like the rest of it is just off the reservation. So I'm, okay, I'm not watching anymore. I'm done until further notice. It's, okay. So am I. Yeah. But and let me ask you this: Speaking of TV shows, yes. Have you watched the second season of Glow yet? Oh, we're about halfway through. It's good, isn't it? Love it. Love Glow. Yeah, it's really good. Our many there's recommendations, Glow. Yeah, there's, there's an episode at the end of season two, like near the end. It's like, I think it's eight or something like that, where I don't want to spoil it. It's really good. And I was like, are they really doing this? And I was like, yep, they are doing this. If you've, because I remember watching, I was a kid, but I remember watching the actual TV show when it was on, like in the mid at like yeah, 80s. Yeah, I do not. So if you remember that, there's an episode in there that is, I'm, I'm cracking up the entire time. It's hilarious. They really do that. They do a really good job with that show. Yes. Uh, I, it's, it's fun. It's a fun show. Yes, it is. Anything else? We're done with the feedback proper. Anything else? Uh, no, I don't actually think so. Do All you right. have anything else? Nope. I don't do it. All right. Bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and K.J. Onstead. Created by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. And speaking of food, oh man, did we have some great food while we were in Chicago. Uh, thanks to all the folks on Twitter who answered my call for advice about where to find the best pizza in Chicago. That was very helpful. Oh, and shout out to Caroline, our Lyft driver, for recommending Stan's Donuts and Oberweiss Ice Cream Shop. After the Cubs-Twins game, someone suggested, I can't remember who, someone suggested, we walk the mile or so in the suffocating heat and humidity to Oberweiss for ice cream. And let me tell you, not one of us balked at the idea. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you. Bye-bye.